0: Is the ring of words pop Muse,
1: the trivia music show
0: of your favorite pop stars
1: what's happening everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of pop muse the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars And as always, we search the internet and find sometimes shocking or lesser known facts about some of these global icons or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage. And at the end of the show, let's see if you know as much as you think you know about your favorite stars in music. I'm TJ Reed, and of course, I got Yoon Chi with me in the studio. What's happening, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Yoon Chi here. (laughs) It's funny, TJ, that you mentioned
2: cool cats. Cool cats. Do you know what's a cat's favorite subject in
1: school? A cat's favorite subject in in school. school. Hmm, wait, wait, don't tell me. (laughs) oh okay um i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take a little bit of time to figure this out guys i hope you don't mind so just just give me a minute here a cat's favorite subject in school it's got it's got something to do
2: with what we're doing here we're talking about music so Uh uh band band class Oh, okay, a what? band class sounds just like a music class to me.
1: Oh, I, would, I wouldn't have got that. I would have music never a music class. That.
2: Yes, because cats are into
1: music. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if anyone out there got that. What Anyway, who you got for us today? You got somebody special?
2: This musician, he has a sort of a career lifespan of over four decades. Wow. Well, not as long as the one you were talking about the last time,
0: um, Stevie Stevie Wonder. Five decades, yeah. yeah. that's
2: something, but four decades decades is is still impressive. Close enough. Yeah, so he's like from my parents' generation, a star from that
1: year. All right, well, that definitely sounds like someone worth mentioning, worth hearing about, worth learning about, and hopefully... Yeah, I'm looking and, forward to and, learning more about this guy.
2: <laughs> sure. And the side note about this guy is that, in a way, he is the Mar- Mariah Carey in China.
1: The Mariah Carey? In
2: China. And wait that until just... <laughs> the last fact about this guy of why he is being compared to a female musician.
1: Oh, man. Not another comparison, folks. Well, for my musician today, I got somebody really special, close to my heart, that I would like to share uh, a phenomenal singer. She was a young and aspiring star when I was growing up, and I had a, the biggest crush on her. So she's got, <laughs> I guess you could say she was my first celebrity love. Mm. Mm. So, so Murad Carey wasn't the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the first. <laughs> so looking forward to sharing this artist with all of you listeners out there. And just a quick disclaimer, guys. Again, all the info that we find is completely internet-based. So could be erroneous, records are always changing, accolades are always updating, and sites are not always current. So bear with us on some of these quote unquote facts. And if there are any inaccuracies, definitely reach out to us and we'd love to hear from you. So now that that's said and done, let's get cracking. So fact number one, and this is according to globalgrind.com and Complex Mag. When this artist was a child, her father ran a homeless shelter where she would sometimes go and sing for homeless people. That's pretty interesting. That's really cute. Yeah, yeah. Her mother um, was a singer herself and enrolled her into voice lessons before she even went to school. So I'm guessing at a really young age.
2: So it's like a passionate parents, they are also thinking about uh, putting their kids yes. to follow
1: their suit. Something like that, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I think as parents, we have plans for their kids and sometimes it works out. The kid actually, you know, likes it as well. And I think that's where there's a yeah. lot of momentum build up. And it's like, it's a success. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Does the sometimes. kids want to be uh, an
2: engineer. <laughs> right, right. Or they want to just... <laughs> no, you know, music, no. Or the
1: parents want them to be an engineer. And they, and they want to be a musician. musician. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... But I think for this star, she just kind of had those musical roots. She performed on Star Search, which is, you know, kind of one of those music talent shows way mm. back in the day. Performed at uh, the age of 10, and she sang the song My Funny Valentine back in 1989. It could be a big clue for some big fans out there. That's why Not sure. she got famous, right? Well, it was an introduction to the world of music on a, uh, I guess, on a bigger stage, and uh, she actually didn't, she wasn't successful in that performance, and so she, when she lost, she cried. Mm. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, so that's, that's what the, um, the records say anyway. Okay. Um, she's the niece of music legend Gladys Knight. So, as I mentioned, having okay. those uh, musical roots, but they don't share a same first name or last name. No, I guess her her uh, biological uncle was okay. was her husband.
2: So that that musician's name is not helpful anyway.
1: <laughs> you said uh, what was their her, what was her name? Gladys Knight. But I mean, it's, a, it's a, with some of these stars. I mean, their names are not always you know their yeah. original names. So you know. But anyway, moving right along with this fact, I mean, this singer spent five nights in Las Vegas when she was about 11 years old and she performed along with her aunt. So, again, getting that exposure, getting into the world of music and her name, which is going to be a bit of a clue for those who know a little bit of Arabic. It means the highest, the most exalted one. That's a uh, a clue for for those who know a little bit of Arabic. Oh, wh- wait,
2: wh- whose name is
1: <laughs> the name of this artist? Of oh, this artist, yes. In Arabic, it means the the most exalted one or the highest.
2: Wow. Mm, yeah, okay. A very
1: noble name, right? Very noble. Yes, sir. Let's move on to fact number two. And this is according to Capital Extra. She did pretty good in school. Uh, this artist. Uh, graduated from high school with a 4.0, and then I'm not sure if you know what that is. That means. like a full mark. That's the, yeah. That means you got straight A's in all of your classes. Wow. So she, so she
2: still had time to study from all those performances. That's right. In she was classes. a straight
1: A student, and I thought this was Impressive. kind of interesting. This part of this next fact here, and I I can believe it because she was super hot. I mean, she was a heartthrob <laughs> at least for me. But but that's like very subjective. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But sometimes... uh, Well, let me just move on a little bit more with this fact. Right. In my opinion, she was (laughs) gorgeous. And to back that up, when she attended high school, she was accompanied by a full-time bodyguard throughout high school. I mean, when does that happen? I mean, you have to be somebody pretty... um, Who hired the bodyguard for her? Most likely her family. Okay. Or, you know, probably um, maybe her record label. Because at that point, she had already signed with, um, I believe, Jive Records or... You know, one of the uh, one of these record labels. So she was an actual uh, singer by that okay. time.
2: Okay, so she surely sounds like someone is very pretty and popular. Maybe in the past she mm. had some uncomfortable or unpleasant encounter with uh, some males.
1: Possibly, possibly. Yeah, that's why they're hiring her
2: bodyguard.
1: Yep, possibly. It could be a mixture of all those things. But, yeah, again, it's just something you don't see every day. I mean, you don't no, see yeah. a high school student well, with a bodyguard. I never <laughs> I never
2: went to school with, with any girls like that.
1: Of course not. Out of our league, Yunji. Let's move on a little bit more. She uh, wanted to get into the Detroit High School for Fine and Performing Arts. And to get in, she had to audition and she sang a song called uh, Ave Maria and I guess it mm. was in Italian. So italiano
0: Yeah, that's okay. well,
1: kind of interesting. And I, I mean I and I think hats off to anybody who sings songs in different language, you know, I think it's really hard. I mean I've had many nights in the K T V room and i'm trying to sing a song from a different language and it is super hard Uh,
2: how many languages are you able to sing for now
1: i wouldn't say that i'm able to sing any of them but i've attempted quite a few i've attempted spanish i've attempted um korean of course chinese Mm. japanese and failed miserably on all of them but it was still so. it's
2: a difference being capable of (laughs) or it's a difference between trying (laughs) Trying to And being capable of doing that And
1: excelling in it And this artist was able to Nailing it Yeah, to nail it And this artist was able to actually get into the uh, the school So apparently she nailed that audition So pretty awesome there Let's move on to fact number three And this is according to biography.com She's the youngest singer to perform at the Oscars With the 1998 song Journey to the Past from uh, the film Anastasia.
2: I was thinking you were going to say uh, journey, journey to the Past, Back to the Future. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a theme song for that movie.
1: Could be. But no, this is from Anastasia. And at that time, she was only uh, 19 years old. So pretty young. She okay. almost won that. She the song was nominated, but it lost to "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine oh, Dion. Oh yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You know, it's, it's <laughs> epic. Yeah, it's a it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. So another thing about this artist um, that's kind of signature to her her appearance. So for those that have been around, this might be another big clue. She wore her hair covering her left eye, which was a homage to silver screen actress Veronica Lake. And then, you know, this trade, she had this, you know, kind of trademark peekaboo hair that was worn over her mm-hmm. right eye. So, yeah, this is part of her style. And, I, and again, for those who are big fans there, I'm sure I'm drawing a closer picture here. Not only that, she would wear dark shades you know, and she wore them for pretty much her entire uh, debut albums and stuff like that and she wore it so long that there was a rumor circulating around that she had a lazy eye and that she was trying to hide from the public. Is
2: is lazy eye like a a, a sickness or?
1: It's not a sickness. It's just like you just got a droopy eye. One eye uh, looks okay. one direction and the like other one. <laughs> and not proportional. Right, an imbalance in the eye but uh. it was a rumor. It was just some, you know, it was just part of her style. Is
2: that like her iconic look? Yeah. Until today.
1: She made that look really hot. I mean, it was, you know, she would sing, she had a certain kind of style. Yeah, she
2: probably brought a trend of right. among the girls to, to imitate right. the look.
1: Absolutely. She uh, And she wasn't really a fan of dresses. She was always wearing like uh, baggy jeans and she would wear these shirts where obviously where her stomach was exposed and she had the shades on and the hair was always over one eye. So, again, I'm just... Painting a really clear picture for fans out there. I'm sure I they think absolutely so. know I think so. who this person is by this <laughs> point. But supposedly, she had a bet with uh, Missy Elliott. And again, this is another big clue because they did a lot of music together. Uh, Missy Elliott's a very famous female rapper and producer. And okay. uh, they, they were really good friends and they had a bet on who would wear a dress first. Because both of them just, just didn't like They weren't the dressy kind of girls
2: Yeah, they would want to go for the sort of a neutral style Or just kind of the hip-hop style Because they were both into yeah. hip-hop and R&B so Yeah, this I guess was you've never seen a, a female rapper that wears
1: dresses you, not very often, but it's every, too cutesy, right, every for now and hip-hop. then, like outside outside of the mic, you might see a picture every now and then with them on the dress and you're like, whoa, you're surprised because it's like.
2: Yeah, on the on the music video, they are like the super cool uh, yeah. rappers, but in real life, they are like the um, <laughs> Disneyland uh, princesses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Let's move on a little bit more to fact number four. And again, this is I'm just spilling the beans for you guys on this one. All right. So Hollywood had their eye on this aspiring young star. She was set to play the title character in a film called Honey. and um, But the role ended up going to Jessica Alba. I'm not sure if you know who Jessica Alba is, but... Probably recognize the face, but not yes, the name. Yes, a very attractive actress indeed. But it went to her. Oh, then
2: I surely remember that face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she was also considered for uh, the role of Alex in Charlie's Angels. But uh, according to one source, the um, I guess the producers thought that she was a bit too young for the role, so they right. gave they gave it to Lucy Liu mm. for that for that role. So. Pretty interesting there did she ever act in any films that I'm actually getting to that right now A little bit more on this fact She got about 1.5 million for her role in One of my favorites was Romeo Must Die
2: Romeo Must Die
1: Romeo Must Die This was a film that she did with uh, Jet Li Or Li Lin Jie Okay And in the movie (laughs) they were kind of like sweethearts It was a really interesting kind of film and uh, there was a little bit of kung fu. There was hip hop. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a, it was yeah, a, yeah, collection of different things. But um, it was when yeah, Jet Li was kind of breaking into the scene in the U.S. Um, you mm. know, Hollywood uh, films. So, yeah, again, for fans out there, that's a uh, dead giveaway. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> but also, she did another film where she earned about five mil, and this was um, her role in Queen of the Damned. And this was when she was like a, a vampire of some sort. Mm. So she was pretty epic in that movie and she scored a major casting for when she signed to appear in uh, sequels to the blockbuster sci-fi thriller the matrix she was supposed to be in those films so she was supposed to be but starring yeah uh, Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne so again at that time she was uh, a really really big star that was just kind of exploding into the world of not only music and uh, setting trends but in the world movies. of uh, she was in modeling she modeled for uh Tommy Hilfiger for a hmm. while and then um yeah and, and then in the films so we're going to move on to fact number 5 and this is according to uh, biography.com and also wikipedia this star passed away in a plane crash after shooting the music video for her new album and um, everyone on board was lost, including her brother. And at the time, she was only 22 years old. So a lot of the roles that I mentioned earlier that she didn't get, it was mainly because she passed before the films mm. were actually released. So that's why I remember when that happened. And it just broke my heart, because, again, as I mentioned, I would say so. I was, in, first crush. I was in love with this singer. I mean, I loved her music. I watched all of her videos. <laughs> And it was just like I was a huge fan, and you know when that happened, I just I couldn't believe it, you know, and like everybody in the um, R and B world was just shocked. So it was just a really really tough time for me when I discovered that, and it was just you know really unfortunate. But her self titled album that was released shortly after was very successful. And uh, she has been credited for helping redefine contemporary R&B and hip-hop, and she um, was nicknamed the princess of R&B and the queen of urban pop. So she's collaborated with big names like Timberland, mm-hmm. uh, Missy Elliott, as I mentioned before. Right. There was another guy that was part of that clique, I guess you could call it. Uh, Genuine, he was really big back during that era. There was uh, a couple of rappers, DMX. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. No, really. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could do a segment on that guy. That that, that guy's amazing, but for the next episode, bit, he's a little is. bit too too explicit for this show. <laughs> But um, also Nas, which is another mm. amazing rapper, but and many more. But she was a, a huge icon during that time. So I've reached the end of my facts here. And so this is the time where you're supposed to guess who you think this might be. Mm. So if you had to guess anyone with some of the clues that I have gave, what do you think? I mean, if you had to stir your brain a little bit. Of I know the, of the female facts artists today
2: are not really ringing much to my memory, <laughs> and um, you mentioned about the film that she did with uh, Lirenzi. Yeah, uh, Jet Li.
1: Right, right. Yeah, really popular film. She did the uh, soundtrack for that uh, film as well. So, and I think that film was released in uh, two thousand. So, that okay, two thousand. He'd be, be around what yeah, nine or ten? Yeah,
2: nine years old ish. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have one name in my head and mm. I picture her in a quite elder age okay I know she has also passed away but is there any chance your musician your musician today is Winnie Houston
1: Whitney Houston oh man I'm not sure if you were listening to the facts but <laughs> let's hear what the judges have to say oh. nah not Whitney. No. She's an amazing artist, but she's definitely not the princess of R&B or the queen of urban pop. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Aaliyah. Aaliyah was an American singer, actress, dancer, and model. She's influenced dozens of singers like Sierra, Rihanna, Tiana Taylor, and many more. And her music, her style, and Mark will live on for years to come in the world of R&B and hip hop. Rest in peace, Aliyah, a.k.a. Baby Girl. Oh, my first love. Um, I can
2: see the heartbreak on TJ's face.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got two songs I'd like to share from Miss Aaliyah for today. First up, I got Try Again, followed by More Than A Woman. Let's hear it. It's been a long time.
0: Long time. Shouldn't have left you. Left you. Without a dope beat. Step two. Step, tip, step two. Step two. Step two. Step, step two. Step, step two, step, step two you, step 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 baby girl. Uh-huh. What would you do, to get to me, what would you say, to have your way, would you give up, or try and feel? if I hesitate, to let you in, now would you be yourself, or play a role, tell all the boys, or keep it low, if I say no, would you turn away, or play me off, just stay old. If it's your first, you don't succeed. Dust yourself off and try again. You can dust it off and try again and try again. Cause if it's first, don't succeed. You can dust it off and try again. Dust yourself off and try again. Try to me but I can't let it go so easily. Not till I see what this could be. Could be eternity or just a week. I know our chemistry it's off the chain. It's perfect now but will it change? This ain't a yes. This ain't a no. Just do your thing. We'll see how it go. Oh. oh. Don't oh. succeed. Touch so yeah. Yeah. yourself off and try and All the way I might be shy On the first day What about the next day Uh, 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 I said you don't want to Throw it all away You're bugging on the first day What about the next day Uh, 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 uh. If you're You don't succeed succeed. Dust yourself off And try again You can dust it off And try again And try again Touch again, Dust yourself up and try again.
1: That was more than a woman by Aliyah. You know, earlier we talked about her having a bodyguard while she was in high school. I think right.
2: fan off though all those creepy guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, exactly. I Maybe think she, TJ included. Yeah. If he definitely. had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that she was just playing herself. In the movie of Romeo Must Die, the one with Jet Li, because she actually had a bodyguard throughout that entire movie movie as well. Well. Yeah, and um, it was funny because you know her and the uh, bodyguard. He was just this kind of annoying guy that just wanted. He was he was kind of a creeper himself, but he was paid to be a creeper. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you know, Jet Li kind of beat down the bodyguard. All of her bodyguards actually in that movie. It's like the
2: hero saves the lady uh, cliche story.
1: I don't know. There's a lot of stuff happening in that one. I don't want to spill it for you. I think maybe one of these days you should check it out. But totally. To check awesome out movie, awesome actress, singer, and story. So anyway, Yoon Chi, who you got for us today?
2: So for this musician I am introducing today, he's definitely a big, big name, both as an actor and as a musician. Okay. And he's also been really hardworking. I mean, even he's been famous for over three decades. But even after being popular for over thirty years, he's still really working really hard on the Chinese social media's and promoting his music and mm-hmm. his new movies. Yeah, right. You got to
1: do that these days. That's where that's where everybody's eyes are and attention is. Right? Fierce
2: competition, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. But before we get into his current music styles, I have a few fun story from his childhood. So fact number one, this musician, he grew up in a slum area. Alright. Well, I don't know how much you know about the slums.
1: I've uh, visited I've been to a few in the US, so I know a little bit about that. Oh, I would imagine I, guess, it, I would imagine there's some similarities.
2: <laughs> yes, I guess they should share something in common. Yeah. Right. So for this musician, he grew up in this area and there's a lot of scammers in these places. Yep, yep. Right, and unfortunately he got a little bit involved and he lost there was one time he lost all his money to them. Sure. And and later he got into pranking in school as well. <laughs> Alright. And I respect him for this next endeavor. Okay. That he was a little entrepreneur as a kid. Okay. That he was a
1: bathroom barber. <laughs> really? So you used to cut people's hair uh, like in one of the toilets or?
2: Yes. Self-explanatory bathroom <laughs> barber. So for <laughs> the Chinese schools you gotta, especially for for guys, for boys, mm. you have to keep a really short buzz cut. Okay. And uh, he, did, he wanted to save money so he learned how to cut his own hair and later he found out he could make some money by cutting his classmates hair and he started his little business in the bathrooms.
1: Wow all right that's, yeah, that's a very unusual start for a uh, world-class star right? Cutting hair in the school bathrooms that's pretty cool.
2: It's a very unique memory for him I guess. Right. And uh, let's move on to the next one. He is kind of the celebrity that people call Model worker because in total he has been in over 20 TV dramas and over 160 movies, in which 120 he played the lead role. Okay, wow, and, and he has portrayed all kinds of characters uh, gangsters, gambling master, oh, yeah, master <laughs> <laughs> undercover cop. or a planted gangster among the cops Mm. and personally I think that's the most signature character that he has ever portrayed a crooked cop (laughs) <laughs> oh that's what it, uh, that's the term for it a yeah. cricket cop a
1: cricket cop Yeah. A cricket
2: like Cro- crooked cop crooked <laughs> I was thinking about the insect <laughs> yeah yeah <it's... laughs> and during the 1980s and 90s mm. he set a record of not sleeping on bed for 22 consecutive days because he was busy shooting films 22 consecutive days
1: 22 consecutive days of no sleep of no sleep oh okay okay wow
2: maybe not sleeping on bed it was a yeah. little bit extra
1: right right right, okay, right. so
2: just no sleep For 22 consecutive days. Wow! And so just for four years, five years. I don't know if that's
1: even possible to not sleep for 22. That's
2: probably an exaggeration.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe he
2: took some naps.
1: Uh, between the shooting. Yeah, cuz if you say if he if he didn't sleep for 22 days in a bed, if that's like the at the end then okay, yeah. maybe he slept on a couch or maybe he yeah. slept in his car or you know, on an or airplane. In His mansion. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Still sleeping So couch there's for... a lot of stipulations to yeah, that setup. <laughs> yeah,
2: is on bed. <laughs> Someone else's bed. And yeah, yeah I'm going to give you some numbers here. So in 1988, he made 10 movies. Wow, that's a lot. Right. And that's the a next lot of year work. The next year, 16. The next year, 12. The next year, 13. And the next year,
1: 10. So, yeah, he's like a machine. Yeah, Because going from one set to another set to movie another set. A shooting machine. Yeah, yeah, and that's...
2: Oof. Yeah, we call this kind of person like a Gaohan, like highly productive or celebrity or actor.
1: I'm wondering, like the because you know, sometimes when you do something at that high volume, some uh, you 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 have a lot of quantity, but sometimes the quality can be a bit compromised because you're just doing so much—16 movies in a year. I, I mean, know. that's unbelievable. I mean,
2: I, I'm wondering, you know, we I'm, can't even make 16 podcasts in a year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's really hard to. Um, yeah, to to fathom. And so, yeah, I'm wondering if, like, yeah, some of these films were, I mean, how he was able to execute it or the quality of some of these yeah,
2: films. Yeah, maybe for some of these movies, he wasn't playing the lead role. Okay. okay, yes. That makes a little bit more sense. Yes, because okay. it's kind of impossible to. He's just, to, like, walking by, you know. Yeah, you, just showing my face appearance, for five like, seconds. Like, yeah, that works. Okay. Like, uh, like Stan Lee for the Marvel movies. Okay, let's move on to the next fact. So, fact number three. I already mentioned that this guy started as an actor, uh-huh. but you would never guess how he got into music.
0: Hmm. So
2: there was one time after the movie shooting and the people were getting everybody to go to the karaoke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Say no <laughs> right. more. Right.
2: <laughs> and that's where his talent in music was found by one of the people from the the cast.
1: That's pretty awesome. I think that to just get seen in a place that's informal, like uh, you know, a karaoke room or a KTV, just to sing in front of like your colleagues and your friends and one of them just happens to be in music and then they put you on that's pretty awesome I think that's everybody everybody in the ktv that's like their dream to be noticed by somebody that just hears your yeah. voice
2: i guess everyone <laughs> including us we all have a shot with being a <laughs> musician you right. just gotta sing go to the karaoke with the right person
1: and i guess that's what happened to him right he just got he just lucked out with the right um colleague
2: yeah, that's how his career was kind of shifted from acting towards singing. That's amazing. And for the first four or five years, people actually didn't think he was going to do well as a musician because he. everybody knew him as an actor. Right. But later, I think he just found the right angle of singing ballads.
1: Well, the ballad genre is, is pretty hot here. So I think that that's uh, probably a good direction for him if he wants to make it in music, right?
2: Right. All right, let's move on to the next
1: fact. This musician,
2: he had a notable situation involved with a crazy fan. Oh boy. And I have to say, this story is quite tragic and a little bit warning, so at the end of this story, it might get a little bit disturbing.: Oh wow.
1: Oh, I'm all ears
2: <laughs> So, as I've mentioned, this crazy fan she wanted to meet up with this musician in person and her parents were doing almost everything they could to support her to realize this crazy dream and especially her father wow the family they spent all their savings they wow. sold their houses and the father even sold a kidney in order to finance her daughter's crazy oh my dream.
1: goodness I don't think I've ever heard anything like that just to meet him I mean were they planning on like I mean were they hoping that she would like eventually marry him or I mean because that's just to sell a kidney and your house I mean literally sell everything just so your daughter can meet a star
2: that sounds like a logical speculation a
1: very <laughs> illogical
2: <laughs> situation yeah because like I guess in order to—I'm not familiar with this this conduct, but mm-hmm. I guess you don't really need that much money to meet
1: with a celebrity, right? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I think you just got to be at the right place at the right time, and it wouldn't hurt if you're hot. I mean, was this fan good-looking or— I have seen pictures of this fan.
2: I mean the reason to three or five years, and um at least for that photo that I've seen, I don't think it qualifies to your description and <laughs> uh, so not hot, okay, all right, right, so during the crazy star chasing, there were also some media or press that were trying to flame her perseverance. And some media, they even financed her
1: star chasing. Oh, wow. Okay, so they covered her story and wanted more information, and they paid her for it, right?
2: Yes, because if, if there are fans that are pulling a little bit crazy acts, yeah. it's going to attract uh, it, attention yeah, as well. It's a story, right. And it makes a good story. Mm. So for this fan, she did eventually meet this musician in person, and she took a picture with him. But after she finally accomplished this, she was apparently looking for more. And...
1: Of course. I think that was probably the entire motivation. I mean, just meeting him is not... It can't be enough. there yeah, got to be could... some ulterior motives going on here. Right. And
2: also, the second day after she met with this musician, her father took his own life. And he left a note blaming the musician and also kind of asking him to meet with his daughter again. Wow.
1: That's a little bit trippy.
2: If I were him, I would consider this to be a little bit traumatizing uh, for yeah for him. And it, it did turn out this way because after this incident, he went for counseling the very first time in his life.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I think that for stars, they don't realize how much their appeal or what you know how they can appeal to some of these fans and what some of these fans will do. And what their, I guess their influence, what it can do to people. That this, with this family, it uh, had a huge. His his music, his his works had a huge impact on their entire family, and that's just. Yeah, I think going to sleep at night after that incident might be a little bit hard, hard for this yeah. guy. Wow, that's uh, really interesting. I haven't, I've never heard anything like that before. Probably also the only one of its kind of story for the
2: Chinese celebrities as well.
1: Mm, mm. Well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Another interesting fact about this guy is that he's pretty notable for having skills in the face changing. That's a very iconic move from the Citron Opera Operates about where the actor, this, he's
1: going to... Yeah, I think I've seen that. That's where yeah, he's he, going to he, pull his hand. It's this guy on the stage and he's doing these kind of like funny dances and he turns his head away and he turns his head back and it's a different And it's face. a different face. And then he goes into the audience and you're standing there and he walks up to you and then he'll you know, do this dance and you never can see the changing of the face. It just, he just looks at you in different ways, and then he has a different color on his face. Why? Well, you explain so, better yeah, than I do. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. I've seen that at um, a lot of performances and um, yeah, a few restaurants. Kind of got that thing going for him too.
2: Yeah, it's kind of popular now. The kind of Sichuan restaurants they would hire these. Yeah, these performers. Face, these face changers. These face changers. Yeah, unstable <laughs> personality <laughs> person. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So now let's move on to the very last fact for this musician. Okay. Remember at the start, I was comparing him, a guy, as the equivalent of Mariah Carey. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I remember that claim. Right. Because
2: his music are just something that always comes back during the Chinese Spring Festival. Uh Just like Mariah Carey's music for Christmas, (laughs) each year after one another. And it... I, I think TJ, you might have heard these tunes in China since you've been here for a couple of years. So during the the Chinese spring festival, you might hear something like Gong uh, I've heard Kong that expression. <laughs> right, I'm not gonna continue. I mean I've heard the
1: expression Gong chi fa but right. I've never heard like the song saying And I'm not I'm still a little bit I'm not sure if it's still fair to give him the comparison of Mariah Carey just because of that song. You know, I mean, she's yes, she's notable for singing that Christmas song, but still, I mean, that's Mariah Carey. Her vocal range and all you of the mean hits there's... and like, I mean, you're encapsulating a, a huge, huge I know. singer. I see your point. I yeah. think
2: you're trying. There are many other tags. Yeah, of this person.
1: Right. Right. But well, I, I see, but I see the yes, angle and why right. it was done.
2: Yeah, know. but so probably just from the perspective, like uh, holiday music, holiday yeah, songs. Okay, these two are kind of like equivalent counterparts.
1: Right, right, okay,
2: right. But do you ever get annoyed by <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you because yeah, you listen to it for just too many
1: times? You know, for me, I don't, and I think that's why these songs can still hang around. It's because you don't really hear them. You kind of pack them away during the the year. And Hmm. then that song only comes out during the holiday season. And so, and I think this season for most people who celebrate it, which I don't, but a lot of people who do, you know, it's because it's all about nostalgia, you know? It's hearing those songs is bringing you back to those days when you had presents and you hear, you know, there's snow everywhere, there's Christmas light, all this stuff. It's really about nostalgia. And so these songs, even though you hear it again and again, it just brings you back to. A happier time.
2: It's probably something similar to this guy's song because mm. in the music is saying something about Yeah. and uh, the same the similar kind of memory to yeah. those memories in Christmas in China. Yeah, is like receiving
1: the, the Chinese New Year's receiving of the lucky
2: money. <laughs> <laughs> you think about getting money from the elders. Yeah, you
1: you guys get those red envelopes right filled with right. money uh, in Chinese New Year. And Chinese New Year is kind of like for the, it's like the uh, Chinese equivalent to the b- Christmas. like the biggest.
2: It's the festival all year round for the family to gather together.
1: Exactly. Okay. So it makes sense.
2: Right. So that's the end of all our facts. Okay. And uh, TJ, you have a lucky Mm. guess for us.
1: Okay. So, ah,
2: man. And just to give you a big hint, he is also notably known
1: as one of the four heavenly kings, right? You know what? I think we talked about this before. There was one guy, um, I think it was Jackie Chung, who's one of them, right? Yes, the one that we have covered. Right. So there's three others, and uh, I'm trying to think of the others. There's a 25% chance at this point. <laughs> three. Uh, one, of
2: the th- one out of three.
1: <laughs> uh, well, the only one that I can think of at present, and I think I've seen it's him. It's a in
2: name a- that you have previously given as an answer.
1: And I think this guy might even be an actor, because I think I might have seen a couple of his movies, if it's the right person, which it probably isn't, but I will <laughs> guess it anyway. Is it Andy Lau? Hmm, let's hear what the judges say. Congratulations!
2: Oh, yeah! So the musician is Andy Lau, or in Mandarin Liu Dehua. Nice! So Lau was branded by the media as one of the four heavenly kings of of Cantonese pop music. Hmm. He has won over 400 awards in pop music and at the same time he has also been one of Hong Kong's most commercially successful film actor since the
1: mid-1980s performing in more than 160 films oh man okay so that makes sense he's probably I think he joined Jackie Chan a lot in some of those films because I think they filmed they've they've had to have filmed a few films together in the Hong Kong I I think so
2: probably not that I have seen so Andy Lau's music is most famous for his signature troll singing Troll singing? Troll. Like uh, at the end of the sentence we oh, are gonna have that vibrating
1: effect. Okay. I thought, I thought he would say he was like a troll singer because, you know, a troll yeah. is somebody. I who, know who, trolls who, like online. Yeah, like, the uh, bad enough people online. Ooh. So he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like roasting people in his songs. Like, I hate you and I hate your guts. I hate you, everything about you. It's
2: actually the opposite. <laughs> in his music, he sings a lot about loving someone. Uh, right. Uh, so and he's a, he's the, a ballad prince, huh? The, right. The two songs I have for you today the first one is called. The first one is called the Forget Love Potion. Oh Shui. Awesome. Yeah, in the he sings something like okay uh, <laughs> So there's a lot of the uh, So now when I hear the, the, the music. Tr- the
1: trilling the trolling <laughs> Trill? I think you mean trilling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> T-R-I-L-L. Yes,
1: trilling. Okay. Okay, got I it. probably
2: I probably mispronounced it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I meant. <laughs> okay, got he it. He had a lot of trilling in in his music and singing. Got it. That was the first song, Forget Love Potion. And that will be followed by Infernal Affairs or Wu Tien. Tao in Mandarin.
1: Inferno Affairs or Internal Affairs? Maybe that's, that's In,
2: it's actually Inferno Affairs. It's the theme song <laughs> of his most. Uh, it's probably his most famous movie uh, of the same name. Inferno sounds Affairs. like a
1: fiery relationship. Fiery relationship. <laughs> Inferno <laughs> Affairs.
2: I don't know why they, they picked this name for the <laughs> translation.
1: And his first song is Forget Love Potion. So sounds like he's got a problem with love. <laughs> it's the music you play before <laughs> before a breakup, <laughs> <laughs> right? So before we check it out, Yun-Chi, I think we are going to call it for this episode. To all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Pop Muse. And again, we're looking forward to more stars, more artists to give you trivias on. So please reach out to us and let us know which stars you think should be on the show. I'm TJ Reed, And I am Yun-Chi. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. See ya. Peace.
3: 请不吝点赞 Do Ten 一心只想往前飞 星片前山河万岁, 一路走来不能回, 勃然回首情一元, 神不由己在天边, 才明白爱很清愁, 你不会懂得我伤悲 当我眼中有泪, 别问我是为谁, 换我一生不双悲 水梦, 一心只想往前飞 心片间山河万岁, 一路走来不能回, 博然回首情一月, 深不由己在天边, 才明白爱恨情愁, 你会不会懂得我伤悲是無所不在我已被忘情碎